Every day, over 350,000 new variations of malware hit the web. And while most organizations have attempted to mitigate these attacks, many antivirus and firewall technologies that worked in the past are no longer effective. Rocket IT helps you identify and update outdated technologies and processes that put your business at risk. To learn more about how Rocket IT can help protect your organization, click the link in this episode's description. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of Thrive, Y'all. I'm your host, Jessica Clayton, and I'm the marketing coordinator here at Rocket IT. Today, I have Callie Boatwright with the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce joining me today. Callie, thank you so much for your time. You're welcome, Jessica. It's great to be here. So Callie is the president and the CEO for the Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce. She she joined the chamber in 2018 after leaving the Douglas County Chamber of Commerce in the same role. And so for those of our viewers who may not know, could you first tell us what you're responsible for in the chamber? Absolutely. So the president and CEO of a chamber of commerce is like any president and CEO running a business with one big exception. We don't own the business. So I work for a board of directors who are volunteer leaders who are all members of the chamber. So here at the Greater North Fulton Chamber, we have 1,200 members who are all my boss. And of those, some of them go through a nomination process if they're interested in being volunteer leaders of the organization and they become board members. And that board serves as, as the boss, if you will, or the board of directors like many businesses have, because it's a nonprofit. These are not board members who are paid in their roles, unfortunately. If they were, you know, they'd be worth so much money because mm -hmm. they are in definitely a great value to us, provide a great value to us. But yeah, so as the president and CEO of this nonprofit chamber of commerce, I run the day-to-day -day business. The employees of the business report to me, and we all work together as a team. And basically, the board of directors sets the direction for the organization in a strategic plan. And I'm responsible for an annual business plan and making sure that we meet all of the objectives that are set out. That's the simplest way I can answer it. Wow. So it sounds like you have your hand in a lot of different things for the chamber. I think it's one of my favorite things about being in a chamber of commerce and certainly in my role is that as a nonprofit executive, you really do wear so many different hats. I don't have like a pegboard with all my hats, but if I did, I'm pretty sure it'd be a whole wall. But it's nice because you're doing something different every day. And mm -hmm. certainly I mentioned with 1,200 members, being able to meet with those members and assist them and my favorite, connect them to one another to do business better or to provide new leads for each other is really one of the outstanding things about being in my role. Nice. And so how did you get started, you know, getting involved with Chamber of Commerces and what keeps you passionate about your role? So there are so many different paths to becoming a chamber president. I don't think anybody goes to college to be a chamber president. I think having a background in leadership is a, is a big piece of that. My personal background happens to be in journalism and marketing. I went to the University of Missouri School of Journalism and was going to be the great writer. 
I loved writing. I still do love writing and enjoy certainly all of the communications aspects. But I was involved in all the different organizations and was an officer in, in most of those organizations. I've always been a little bit of a leadership junkie. And so obviously that passion presented itself as an opportunity when I got engaged in a organization that I was an officer in college with, which was a, a international nonprofit here in Atlanta, moved to Atlanta, loved the area. And after 14 years, I had two littles and wanted to not travel. We, we had moved from national to international and I was traveling a good bit. And so made the transition over to the Chamber of Commerce. Again, it's a, it's a nonprofit organization, provides an amazing service to businesses in the community and also has that community aspect where you're always engaged in your own community and making sure that you're bettering your own community while you're bettering not only your own organization, but the organizations around you. So it was a natural fit and, and certainly one that I obviously loved because I did that at the Douglas County Chamber. And then 14 years later, here I am as of April, 2018 in a, a regional chamber role, which mm -hmm. is, you know, very similar, but certainly working with six cities instead of one city and working within all of the interconnected nuances of the cultures of those cities, which are amazing. I'm very blessed because I feel like North Fulton is like the best area in the world. We've got so much business growth up here that it's really insane. Even, even during the pandemic, we saw a lot of growth. So it's really a great place to be. I think it's why they call this the golden corridor. So I'm very blessed to be where I am. Nice. Well, and then what also keeps you passionate? Oh, what keeps me passionate? You know, I mentioned, you could tell that, you know, I get excited about the connections and connecting businesses together. I think that's a, a huge driving passion for me, but I'll be very honest. I'm kind of a, a challenge junkie. You know, I tell people, oh, don't tell me that can't be done. That's, you know, like crack to me. I, I want to do it if you tell me I can't. So in the nicest possible way. I wasn't that way as a kid. So I don't know. That must be an adult issue. But but yeah, I like the idea that that we can do things that have never been done before as a chamber of commerce and taking on those new roles and really creating new ways of of doing the same business, but doing it in ways that as we evolve as a as a world. The work we have to evolve as a chamber, and frankly, as a chamber, I believe we should be setting the trend, not following it. That's very good. Setting the trend and not following it. I right. Like that. And so, how how do you guys set the trends in your community to help you know businesses, small businesses, large businesses? How do you help them thrive? How does the chamber? What initiatives do you guys have? That's a great question. I think the when you have as many members as we have, they're all unique. And so understanding that while we want to make sure that we're doing staying in our lane with our core competency, we also need to be able to, to provide a breadth of programs and resources for our members. We have members who are, you know, enterprise level international corporations. We have members that are micro businesses and home-based. And so no one thing fits all of those together. And so I think recognizing that and identifying how to target those groups in different ways. So we have got chairman circle members who are our, our, our largest, some of our largest members, but certainly those who are the most heavily invested with the organization. We work with them in a different capacity, almost in a concierge type service 
to be able to make sure that they get what they need. And at the same time, we provide amazing benefits to our partner level members, our smallest in most cases and and lowest paying members, because they have so much need. Those are a lot of our home-based businesses and small businesses. They love our leads generation group. Wednesday mornings is our pro-alliance group. And we provide for them the opportunity to, to share leads and interconnect and market with one another. We have about 80 businesses back in our chamber now because we're back in person every Wednesday morning. And it's fabulous to watch the energy coming out of that room, which is another thing that I'm passionate about. I get excited about the energy that's fed out of that room, especially on those leads generation days. We also have small business seminars and training where a lot of our businesses that have those resources, so HR resources at large international businesses are able to share those resources with our smaller members so that we can give them best in class. And I think that's important. We want to make sure that while a business may be smaller, it still deserves the same opportunity to be world-class. I agree. Every business counts. That's for sure, especially in an economy. You never know what each business can contribute, what benefits people get from even like a large business, small business. So I think it's very good that you all have different programs, not only, you know, one size fit all programs, but also like if you're interested and you need help with leads, you know, you have that resource for them. I think targeting and tailor tailoring those to each member is really important. But remember, most large businesses started as small businesses. So we, mm-hmm. we can't be naive and think that they all start as a an enterprise level company. That's mm-hmm. not how that works. That is very correct. And so kind of switching gears from that business support to actual community support, I know that the chamber has recently started a mentor match program. And so what was the thought process behind that? And how did you guys kind of decide what requirements to judge participants based off of? And how did you guys select those winners? Fabulous question. So And I give credit where credit's due. This is a program that we actually did in Douglas County at the chamber there. So one of the great things about chambers of commerce is generally speaking, we are not in the same space. So we share great ideas with one another. And because it was something that was developed when I was there, of course, that concept worked really well and was able to make that work in a different way here. So we just kicked off that program in March. We're starting with 13, you know, lucky number 13 mentor-mentee matches. I think the key to a successful mentor program is securing the mentors first. You don't want it to look like one of those old connect card games where you've got a bunch of mentors and a bunch of mentees and you're turning them over and trying to figure out who goes with each other. Because again, every business is different. Every person's different. And so we are very intentional about the questions that we ask people who apply for the mentor program. Not every mentor who, or mentee program, not every person who wants to be mentored is interested in being mentored for their profession. Some of them are interested in balance between personal and professional life. Some of them want to change career paths from the one that they're on. And so that would be something that we would need to know. So we don't pair them with somebody who's in their current career path. So Mm -hmm. we ask a lot of really, really good questions. We require them to be introspective and identify what they really want out of the program. And then comes the real fun. So we get involved with a a group of us together, employees, and also some of our volunteer leaders who are on our board. 
get together and look at those and really try to brainstorm, okay, if the world was our oyster and we could have any mentor that we wanted, who would be the perfect person for this? And then we go after it. And we're very lucky in that most leaders who were asked to be mentors said yes. And the reason for that is because they have a great mentor in their background who helped them get where they were. And so I think it's really important to give back. I mentor not through this program because it's my program. So, but with, with an individual and I always have, I think that that's incumbent upon us when we get to this position to bring others along and share things that we've learned that maybe make it easier for the next person. But that in all honesty is, is the key. That's the secret sauce is finding mentees who are stretch goals who are great connections, not because they volunteered, but because they actually are the perfect match. So they're not even all members. Some of them are non-members. Some of them are, are, are related through personal relationships that were perfect mentors. And so we really go all out to make sure that that match works. So it's a nine-month program. It started in March. We've got a mid-year checkpoint in August where I do some strengths coaching through the Gallup 34 Strengths Program. So we're going to be actually providing that as a resource to our mentees as well and getting them to take the strengths program analysis through Gallup and then providing them some feedback that would be beneficial for them in the future. Wow. That sounds like a lot of good development happening. It is. It is. It's, again, one of those great things. We do that through our, our Next Gen Connects, which is our Young Professionals Program. But also it, it has people involved from all of our organizations, our women influencing business, because they know great female leaders. We've got people from our chairman circle because obviously they live in that space on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it, it, it requires a village. It's true. Yes. And so before we end today, are there any events or upcoming you know, programs that residents should be aware of? Sure. So we're obviously grateful that we're back in person. We also are cognizant that not everybody is. And so we recognize that we have moved back to an in-person format for our chamber luncheons, which happen monthly. Uh, Of course, we will be doing our Washington, D.C. fly-in. We've got 35 people going to D.C. in September to meet with our new elected leaders in D.C. and are very excited about establishing new relationships with those folks. I think that One of the things that is really exciting for us is October, we will be celebrating our women leaders in a formal program with our Women Influencing Business Awards, which will happen in October. And in August, we will be presenting our Small Business Awards. So recognition is a big piece of making sure that we're promoting our businesses and being able to recognize those that are doing such an amazing job as as businesses or as business leaders, I think is is one of the, the great things about a chamber. So we'll be getting to that this fall. And, you know, we, we have so much going on, Jessica. It just is mind boggling sometimes. But again, it's part of making sure that we're doing the right things for all of our members in all the different mm-hmm. capacities. Well, we're definitely going to make sure to put links in our description so that, you know, residents can get in contact with you guys, maybe show up to a couple of the events and, you know, grow as people, grow in their businesses and learn more about the Chamber of Commerce. And so before we end today, Callie, is there anything else you would like our viewers to know? Oh, my gosh. 
let's see, do we have another three hours? No, <laughs> I, I think going to, to mention, and you mentioned the links, but you can go online to www.gnfcc.com, Greater North Fulton Chamber of Commerce, and find out all of the most recent details that we've put up there and make sure that that you're getting the best information about North Fulton. So that would be that'd be the Cliff's Notes version of everything that I would want to tell our viewers and our listeners. Very good. Well, alrighty, everyone. That wraps up another episode of Thrive, y'all. Callie, thank you so much for your time and for being here today. For everyone else, we'll see you on our next episode. Mm-hmm.